Support for the YBO podcast comes from the Digital Discovery Network, where regular people have real conversations. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Young Black and Opinionated. This is your host, Christina Royster. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and don't forget to share the podcast with your friends and family. On today's episode, I'm going to be doing Put Y'all On. I'm also going to be talking about the hood, the ghetto, whatever you want to call it, growing up in this type of environment and what it can mean for how you act for the rest of your life. And finally, I'm going to end with you're canceled because one NFL star caught my attention. All right, let's get started. you guys on to concerts and seeing your favorite artist live i know a lot of people say oh i don't need to spend 200 dollars to go to a concert when i can just listen to it on my iphone but to be honest concerts for me are just a whole nother experience and i had to treat myself and go see drake live i saw drake in philly on september 15th with the migos And let me tell you, like, that was one of the best experiences of my life because I'm a big Drake fan. And I've been to concerts before. I've seen The Weeknd. I've seen Travis Scott. I've seen Big Sean. But Drake, that was really something else. Like, I really shed an actual tear. Like, I was kind of embarrassed. I was like, wow, I'm actually crying. Like, just treat yourself, spend the money, and go to a concert or show because it's really worth it to me. And it's just an incredible feeling to have your favorite artist singing live in front of you as opposed to listening on the radio it's completely different and let me tell you how it was um this mom in front of us it she had her kids with her but it looked like the concert was really for her not for the kids because she had on her little halter top and she was getting it so shout out to the cool moms that go to drink concerts with with their children for their children i don't know it wasn't really for her children it was for herself so let's move on to the topic today which is basically all about this saying right here. You can take the man out of the hood, but you can't take the hood out of the man or woman or boy or girl, whatever you want to say. This particularly was on my mind because of the fact that I saw some Facebook posts about Cardi B laughing at transphobic memes And a lot of people just blame it on her ignorance. You know, Cardi really wasn't educated on those things. She doesn't have a formal education. And uh, she grew up in the Bronx where people probably do laugh at those who are transgender and probably don't know much about that lifestyle. So I I don't know if it was fake news or what, but overall that just made me think like, can we really blame her? for posting stuff like this if she's really not educated on it or should we hold her to a higher standard now she's a celebrity she needs to be sensitive to people's feelings so going off of that um i mean first of all let me just say like right is right and wrong is wrong and i don't care who you are i don't care if you're from the ghetto and you don't know what transgender is you don't need to be making fun of people like i think by now everybody knows what it is and you don't need to be making fun of people because that is in a sense transphobia but anyways 
other than that, Cardi B, like, we already know that celebrities like Cardi B, they got famous because of their outlandish personality. You know, Cardi B was on Love & Hip Hop. She has her own lingo. She has her own way of speaking. She will post videos with her hair not done, with no makeup on. Like, she is down to earth, as some people will say, but other people will call her ghetto. And, you know, I just think that you can't really expect somebody to change no matter how much money or fame they have. Like, that hood will always be inside of them. That's how I feel. And I have other examples, too. Like, I mean, we have plenty of rappers who, for one reason or another, no matter how famous they get, how many tours they do, they still want to gangbang. They still want to get caught with guns and, and go to jail for gun charges. And... It's just so sad because it's like wasted talent. Like you want to be out here gangbanging with your friends in Philly, New York, Atlanta, but like you could be on TV or something. You know what I'm saying? So those are bad examples. But on the other hand, I was thinking about like growing up in the hood and how it can kind of make you into a better person. Like I know there's a lot of bad examples, but I mean, think about the fact that Beyonce still carries hot sauce in her purse. Like, that's definitely something you would do in the hood. And I don't see a problem with that. Just because you rich doesn't mean that you're too good for certain things, you know? Or how they have videos of Tiffany Haddish, like, crip walking at parties and stuff. She's just being her natural self. And if you can't be yourself, then you don't need to be a celebrity. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but Tiffany Haddish, though, that's another topic because a lot of people think that she's not that funny. To be honest, a lot of people think that Tiffany Haddish is just popular because she does act ghetto. And, I mean, it's working for her, so I can't really stun her. Like, hey, whatever floats your boat. But I personally am not going to act like sometimes I'm not. Like, let me just tell y'all how I was born and raised in Gary, Indiana. And if you look up Gary, Indiana... Yeah, that's where Michael Jackson was born. That's where Michael Jackson grew up. And Gary, Indiana is not the best place to live. Let me tell you how the last time I went to Indiana, but last time I went back to my hometown was probably two years ago or maybe a year ago, more than a year ago. And there's really nothing there for me. There's nothing there for anybody, to be honest. Everything is run down. Everybody either got pregnant or uh got on drugs just all kinds of stuff and fortunately I moved out of that area before I was a teenager so before I was very impressionable I moved to Marlton New Jersey when I was 10 and it was a culture shock for me because like I've told you guys on the podcast before I went from living in an all-black neighborhood to living in an all-white neighborhood and I did end up um you know, changing myself to assimilate to the culture. But there's some things that I just will naturally do because that's how I was brought up. And maybe it's ghetto, maybe it's hood. I don't know. But, I mean, I've learned better now. But, um, I mean, let me give y'all an example how my mom said that she went on a date before and she took the chewing gum out of her mouth and, like, put it on the side of her plate or whatever instead of a napkin. And her date was like, oh, that's so ghetto. Like, it's just habit sometimes to do things that other people find ghetto 
And we really got to work on ourselves, I guess, if we don't want to come off, you know, to not have manners or anything. But, you know, like I said, I'm glad that I got out of my hometown when I did because I don't know where I'll be if I did grow up in that environment. I probably would have had a baby by now. I probably wouldn't have. Well, I don't know. Like, my parents raised me right, so I think I probably still would have tried to go to college and stuff. But, you know, some people, the hood is all they know. And you can't take it out of them no matter uh, what you do. It's like when they say, if you take a nigga to the beach, he gonna be on the beach in the sand with his Tims on. Because, like, niggas just never seen nice things before sometimes. So they just, that's what they know. Or if you take a dude to an amusement park, he gonna be like, ah, oh, this is whack. You know, the block probably hot right now. The block probably popping right now. Like, they just want to go back to their hood. And for some people, that's cool. But for me... It's not. Like, I wanted to see other things in the world, and I'm glad that I did. But, um, you know, I was thinking about celebrities in general, though, and some people are afraid to go back to their hood because, like, they don't think there's nothing for them there. But I personally think if you are in a position where you can help those that are coming up after you, you've got to, man. You've got to. And I talked about LeBron opening up his school and all that stuff on the podcast before. And I think that's a great example of how if you made it out your hood, you need to go back to the community and set an example for the kids coming up after you because you know what it's like to grow up in the projects or the ghetto with, uh, you know, your family not caring about where you at, what you're doing, you get into drugs, you're trying to make a quick dollar. If kids just had more opportunities to or more outlets i don't think that they will fall into all that stuff so i really think it is important to give back to your community and to go back and show them like it's okay not to be a thug you don't gotta be a thug like it's okay to be a nerd sometimes it's okay to be black and like anime you know like all that stuff but you know when we talk about the word ghetto um let's really break it down though a ghetto is really the name of a section in a city in which members of a minority group live, especially because of social, legal, or economic pressure. So we're talking about Section 8 housing. We're talking about projects. That's what a real ghetto is. But somehow people have turned this now into an adjective. And what I particularly don't like is when uh, white people call anything black or hip-hop culture ghetto. Ooh, so-and-so, Emily likes, Emily likes Migo, that's so ghetto, like, it's not ghetto, just say you like hip-hop music, don't say it's ghetto, or, uh, I don't know, Emily's wearing true religion jeans, that's so ghetto, like, that really pisses me off because you're comparing, you're comparing anything of hip-hop culture to, being ghetto to me means not having manners, um, you know, not being good at at um, being able to turn it on and off. There's a time and a place for everything. There's a time where you could talk loud and curse with your friends, and there's a time you need to dial it back. And for you to call every little thing ghetto, that to me just means that you equate black people to ghetto, and that's not cool with me. But anyways, um, yeah, I mean, especially when white people, sorry, white people, but <laughs> I have to say this. When white people are moving in to urban communities and gentrifying it, 
and then complained about the urban community? What did you think was going to happen when you moved to the hood? Oh, my neighbors are so loud. They're having block parties. They're doing this and that. You decided to move into this community, and this community has been doing things for the same the same way for decades. You can't just come in and expect everything to bend to your beck and call. That's not how this works. If you want to move into a community, that's fine, but you need to accept the community for what it is. And it actually reminds me of, like, um, She's Gotta Have It, the Netflix show. Awesome show, by the way. It's very artsy, so if you're into that stuff, I suggest you um give it a look. But... You know, on that episode, they basically had to fight one of the neighbors and say, like, this is our neighborhood and you can't come in here and complain about it. And if you want to call us ghetto, if you want to call us ratchet, don't live here. Like, (laughs) that's it. Don't live here. And so um, I was just thinking about how growing up in the hood, some people might see that as, oh, poor you, you live in the projects. But if you look at it on the positive side, Growing up in or around the ghetto or whatever you want to call it, it can really teach you life lessons. It can really make you a better person. For instance, um, it can make you people sensitive. You know what I'm saying? If you grew up in the hood, you used to seeing homeless people. You used to seeing uh, people on the street and stuff like that. Or people, uh, you know, finessing on the street, hustling, hustling handbags on the street, stuff like that. If you're not from the hood and you see something like that, you're not used to all these different types of people. So I think that growing up in the hood is a perfect example of growing up and and becoming people sensitive and learning about different cultures. And I also want to say growing up in the hood can make you creative, man. Trust me. Like, man, me and my brother, we ain't have everything. Like, we used to just play house we used to just play restaurant like you got to get creative (coughs) excuse me and um growing up in the hood can make you street smart you know I personally wasn't on the street that much like my mama only let me ride my bike to the stop sign she was like you can't ride your bike in the back alley with all the other kids I could only ride my bike where my mom could see me up and down the street but if you are one of those people who had to get out on the street and hustle you became street smart. You know the ins and outs. If you're from the hood, nobody can play you. I'm going to say that. Like me, I'm a little gullible sometimes because I didn't really grow up in the hood hood. But, you know, if you grew up in the real hood, you become street smart. And um, growing up in the hood or the ghetto, it can also uh, teach you problem solving. And, man, that's something I am so grateful that my parents have instilled in me. You got to make everything work. You just got to make it work, okay? If you if you got to be on welfare or if you got to be on WIC. Look, my family was on WIC before. I ain't mad. I remember being in that WIC office. But you got to do what you got to do. You got to solve problems. Okay, which bill can I pay right now? Which bill can wait till later? That's just how you got to get it. Some people, they grew up with a silver spoon in their mouth. They don't know what to do when they lose their trust fund. Oh, my God, I'm poor. What am I going to do? When you grow up in the hood, you you learn how to problem solve. And, you know, that goes hand in hand with improvising. Because let me tell you how my grandma didn't have a real nine to five. She used to sell hot dogs at a hot dog cart. She used to uh, do this and that. She used to have odds and ends jobs to make ends meet. And 
That's called improvising, sweetie. That's called uh, you got to get it how you live, okay? <laughs> and that's something you can only really learn from the hood. And um, finally, I want to say, growing up in the hood teaches you event planning. Bruh, we used to have the best house parties, the best home birthday parties. Ain't no Chuck E. Cheese. Ain't no Dave and Buster's. My family had the best house parties. We used to have homemade cake, okay, homemade games. Like, my mom could throw a party together in an instant. My aunts, they know how to decorate. If you need a baby shower, you need a bridal shower, hit us up because you don't need to pay all this money for an event planner where you could just go straight to the hood. I'm telling you, look, the hood, let me tell you something else. The hood got the best beauty supply stores. Ain't no Sally Beauty. Okay, the hood got the best food, the Chinese shops, who needs P.F. Chang's or Payway, where you could go straight to the Chinese shop, get yourself some chicken wings and two sides, all right, and a soda, they gonna hook you up, and you go in the beauty supply store, you can go in for some gel, but you leave with a whole outfit and some, some earrings, okay, so let us just embrace our hoods, our ghettos, our ratchet brothers and sisters, you know, like, Today, I went to a career fair, and it was people in there looking for jobs. They had on Ugg slippers. I'm telling you, I saw a girl with a scarf on and Ugg slippers. And I had on my nice little career fair outfit, and I wanted to be like, wow, like, how ghetto, how ratchet. But at the same time, they probably don't know no better. Or they might not even have uh, a nice little pantsuit to go on an interview. You know what I'm saying? So... We can't judge people for who they are. We just got to be ourselves and just know how to turn it on and off. Like, I know to this day I can be a little loud. Why do you think I got this podcast, Young Black and Opinionated? I can be a little loud. Some people might call it ghetto. But I don't know. Maybe I'm loud because I was ignored as a child. I don't know. Like, look, that's something a therapist going to have to work out. But you know what I'm saying? Like, or why do women smack their hands when they're fighting? Why do we clap like this? I don't know. It's just certain things that you could take the girl out the hood, but you can't take the hood out the girl. And I just hope that we all can, you know, if we get to the top, help those below us. And if you're still out there hustling right now, just know I see you. I support you. And look, you're probably doing better than the rest of us because... Scammers be winning out here. Scammers in the hood be winning out here until they go to jail. Uh, okay, I'm going to do your cancel right now for y'all. And I've really been, to, been into uh, football lately. Well, I'm not going to hold you. Like, I really do get a lot of my news from Twitter. So I could not miss this story. My year canceled goes to Vontae Davis of the Buffalo Bills. Well, formally, I guess you could say. Vontae Davis was the cornerback for the Buffalo Bills, and he was in the NFL for 10 years until this week he decided to retire at halftime during a game. Literally put on his street clothes and left. Didn't tell nobody. Didn't tell his team. Didn't tell his teammates. I think he told his coach, like, yeah, I can't do this anymore, and he just left. He wasn't even there for the second half. If you want to pull yourself from the game, could you at least sit and finish out the game? You don't got to play, but at least stay with your team. Like, I just found it mad disrespectful. And I understand that he said the physical toll of the game on his body made him realize he shouldn't play anymore. But you just came to his realization in the middle of the game. You ain't think, like, oh, maybe I should 
just do one more game and be done, or maybe I should. I don't know what he was thinking, but he wasn't thinking. I'll tell you that because it was mad disrespectful to his teammates. Everybody was shocked. I mean, it is a little bit funny because they were losing to the Chargers 28 to 6 at halftime. I guess that's when he was like, Yeah, it's a wrap. It's over for me, dog. Like, you're canceled though, Vontae Davis, because that was not cool, man. You can't just leave your team like that. You know how many times I just wanted to leave my job? Like, yeah, I'm tired. I can't do this no more. But I can't. I don't got a choice. And you don't got a choice either when they paying you $2 million or however much his contract was for. So, Vontae Davis, you are canceled, my man. Canceled. I mean, there's a whole lot of other things I could say this week. Uh, you know, I just saw Tory Lanez might be dating Jocelyn from Love & Hip Hop. I'm going to hold off on that topic. I'm going to just... Uh, make sure that's true before I say anything else because Lord Jesus that would be a mess I'm sorry but anyways thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of Young Black and Opinionated make sure you subscribe like comment share and also follow me on Instagram Miss Chris D that's M-I-S-S-C-H-R-I-S-D-E-E and Twitter C.D. Royster that's C-D-R-O-Y-S-T-E-R And I will be back next week with another episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye.